I'm Jason Lequier, and I'm speaking with Martijn Boersma, a lecturer in the Management Discipline Group at the University of Technology, Sydney Business School. What was in the uh, in the budget in regards to industrial relations last night? Um, yeah, it's funny. So the budget doesn't explicitly touch on industrial relations necessarily. It, it touches on a lot of workplace issues, which I which I. Uh, which you can say fall under the broader umbrella of industrial relations. Um, I think one of the key points um, that was also funnily not directly in the budget but was um, mentioned as being um, part of the contingency reserves um, are measures that will improve uh, workforce participation of women. Um, so that won't be announced until September of this year. And I think that's obviously when you talk about the workplace, um, facilitating um, female career progression and entry in the workforce is very important. So I think that was uh, very significant. Um, another thing, and, and you might have seen that when um, Sally McManus, um, the head of the ACTU, came on uh, after uh, Scott Morrison's... Um, yeah, I think uh, she gave it a 1.5 out of 10. That is correct. That's yeah. what she did. And obviously, she pointed out that um, there's a large difference between giving 80 billion worth of corporate tax cuts to business and then giving people on very low incomes only $10 a week to get by. Um, so, you know, that touches on workplace issues as well. Uh, and from the union's perspective, that touches on inequality. So I think that was an important uh, point as well. If you say that what would have perhaps been a bit of a low light, um, I reckon. Uh, and Scott Morrison was, uh, you know, quoted as saying things like, well, we've obviously added a lot of jobs to the economy and uh, uh, many of those were actually permanent uh, jobs which is fine. Uh, sorry, no, rather those are full-time jobs, but we don't really know whether those are permanent ongoing jobs or whether those are fixed-term jobs, contractors, etc. because uh, sort of job insecurity is obviously a very important topic in Australia. And that is something that Sally McManus also mentioned um, the government sort of failed to address in their, in their budget, budget statement. So those could, be, those could be gig economy jobs as well? Those could be Uber drivers and Foodora delivery? Yeah, absolutely. People. So it's, it's not uh, necessarily pinned down what that, what that means so whether that's people in fixed term positions and whether that's people that work as contractors um, and obviously you know um, the budget itself also banks on continued wage growth and continued performance by the economy and the problem with those insecure jobs is that once the economy stagnates or you know shrinks a little bit then those people are first to be on the chopping block um, so yeah so there's a few caveats that needed to be added to those uh, statements by SCOMO Can we talk about what was in it for women you mentioned uh that there were uh, measures specifically for women getting back into the workforce, women seeking upward mobility. Mm. Can you explain? Sure. Well, effectively, what they're trying to do is increase the um, female workforce participation. So there's currently a target, I believe, of reducing it by um, the, the, the sort of the workforce participation gap, reducing that by 25% by 2025. It's rather nifty target for 2025. Uh, currently, the female workforce participation lies at, um, I think it's 60.5%. Uh, so there, those would be measures to increase encourage, uh, for example, caring uh, women with caring responsibilities to go back to work, etc. So um, exactly the details of that will be unfolded in September by um, Kelly O'Dwyer. Um, other measurements will focus on basically um, the financial insecurity that a lot of women experience. Uh, so for example, the superannuation gap that currently exists, I think that women have around 42% less superannuation compared to men. And that is obviously the cumulative result of wage inequality between men and women in Australia. Um, so there will be measures, measures to address that. And um, I think that um, that's obviously important. I have to add, though, like 
what Kelly O'Dwyer said uh, in um, in a Australian Financial Review article prior to the budget was basically how um, she also feels that it's important for sort of economic growth of Australia to add women to the workforce, and that is obviously true. But I, it's oftentimes a shame that the business case uh, overshadows the moral case of having gender equality in the workforce, which is obviously also also very important. And on another note, while she did add that um, economic security for women is important, which is true. A on the topic of domestic violence, a lot of women find it difficult to leave um, abusive relationships because of financial insecurity. So, hence, it's a shame that in the budget there's no more provisions for um, domestic violence and, for example, paid domestic violence leave. Um, that would be very helpful in that context as well. Right, and this, that actually brings up something really interesting is that there's been talk about uh, economic abuse, which is right now, I think, state by state is kind of, if it exists at all in legislation, it's kind of wrapped up within domestic violence more mm. more generally. But um, economic abuse being, uh, you know, maybe women in situations where their um, finances are controlled or their financial situation is controlled and manipulated by their partners. There's nothing in there to address that, is there, uh, you know? Not not directly. So ultimately, if you address the wage gap between men and women, then uh, women will be less dependent on their, you know, male counterparts in that, those sorts of situations. And if you would have actual paid domestic violence leave and currently I think it's five days unpaid domestic violence leave um, you know you you get women out of the situation in which they, they fear what comes next because they don't have the financial means to make that that step and um, yeah so hence uh, a domestic violence or more money for domestic violence um, or you know um, addressing domestic violence would have been uh, preferable in the budget in that comparison I mean and that's again in the context of Kelly Edouard saying of we want to address the financial insecurity of women in Australia so I think that that is um, that is something that they could still include in September, and I, but she didn't mention it. But I, I do hope they do so. Thank you very much for your time, my time. Appreciate it. No problem.